Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, for the Chargers, it gives new coach Brandon Staley comfort because he worked with Khalil Mack in Chicago, loved the guy, believes he's still a top premier player in the NFL, so he can reset his defense on the edge with Joey Bosa alongside Mack. That is Jeremy Fowler from ESPN talking about the big trade yesterday, Khalil Mack. What's wrong with the NFL? Where's the trade today? There's nothing happening. It's all quiet. Oh, wait, Carlos Hyde was released. There you go. That's your big NFL news story uh, for the day. Brett Martin, alive at the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass. Austin Lane in the Action Sports Jack Studios. As someone mentioned on uh, social media, on our YouTube channel, said, what's Austin big time and now? He just shows up when he wants to? I said, no, 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 that's not the story. We talk golf for an hour. We just don't want to be put in the penalty box where we have to talk wrestling after that for an hour. Yeah, I'm not talking golf for an hour. That's like yeah. that's like in my contract. And so. I'm not talking wrestling for an hour. So therefore, we just said, "Hey, go do some shopping, spend some time with the family, play some games." <laughs> Neither of which I did. Okay, what did you do? <laughs> uh, today, I, I caught up on the new season of South Park, and I got a new pair of snowboard boots. So I'm trying to break those in. Wow, South Park uh, is still a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like new seasons, it's still a thing. That is correct. Yep. I just uh, thought that was like rerun city. Oh no, man! They're still making new seasons of it. Really? Yeah. How long has that been going, running? <sighs> Since I like was a in like thing? definitely. I mean, I think I was in like second or third grade when it came out, so it's what, been around for a while. Wasn't The Simpsons the longest running? Still is. Yeah, still I mean, is. the Simpsons still doing the thing. Oh, so oh, they, so they they're still creating new episodes too. That is correct. First really? episode of South Park, August thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. To put into really? reference, I was not born. That is crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Like, like and it's still good. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's 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 topical. You know, like they they write their episodes literally like a week before, so it's kind of like the current events yeah, that are going yeah. on, which is there's a lot going on right now. Um, so it's yeah, it's 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 entertaining for me. What's your take? Do you think is that again? I've never really like like watched episode after episode after episode. I've caught episodes, but I was never even a Simpsons guy, which shouldn't surprise any of you. But um, is is it kind of like, uh, what am I trying to say? Almost like uh, like the Daily Show was or something, where like you can make, because you kind of keep it current and it works off current events, you can, you can keep it rolling forever. Like it's not going to get stale. You don't have to come up with all these plots. They're coming up with plots for you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that's definitely something to it. You know, they, they do have like reoccurring storylines and stuff that kind of follow throughout the whole season, but then they always mix it up with current events as well. So, yeah, I mean, theoretically, they could keep this thing going um, until the end of time. And obviously, people are still watching it because I think they just signed like, a brand-new contract like last year for all the money in the world. So they're doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, yeah, I would say so. All right. Uh, Carlos Hyde uh, cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I guess no surprise there. But what does it mean for the running back room and what they're going to do in that running back room for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, you know, I've, we talked about it a little bit. Doug Peterson loves his variety of running backs. So I definitely think in, in free agency you could see one um, coming here. In the draft you could see one. But he, he likes to have different types of running backs for different types of scenarios. Right now you got James Robinson. Right now you got Travis Etienne and two guys coming off of pretty major injuries. You know, so, I mean, out of those two guys, hopefully one of them can kind of hit, hit the ground running, pun intended. But time will tell. So I think Doug Peterson's going to stack that room until he has a nice combination of what he wants. 
Yeah, and yeah, you, you've talked about it before. I mean, he's had some guys, obviously, when he was in Philly, too. Uh, you can add more to the room. Um, I'm trying to look at right now 2022 free agency for running backs. Do you think they go with a veteran guy, or will they use some one of their 45-6 six round draft picks potentially um, to just pick up a late round running back and, and take a roll of the dice? If you look at the running backs that are free agents, you've got guys like Melvin Gordon, uh, Tariq Cohen just got uh, let go today, David Johnson, Jalen Richard, Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsay. Uh, it's funny to see Cordero Patterson listed as a running back, mm-hmm. uh, but he is. Raheem Mostert, many people think, is going to reunite with Mike McDaniels, I think, uh, in Miami. James White seems like a Doug Peterson type of guy, um, kind of like what he used with Sproles a little bit out of the backfield in terms yeah. of the pass game. But you still have Travis Etienne, who's going to fill that role as well, you would hope. So yeah, what I mean, Sony Michelle would that I, I, intrigue me a little bit on Sony Michelle. I'm just not sure we've ever really seen what he is in New England or in LA. Yeah, I mean, the, they got him involved in the past game later on, but I don't think it's really his mo per se. I think he's more of a between the tackles type of guy. Um, I think Peterson probably want a little something more dynamic, but I, I still think he's a great running back. I just don't know where he fits on this team. Yeah. Um, so Carlos Hyde gone again. That's like. Save two million bucks. That's fine. I mean, Jags first of all don't need to save money, um, but they—it uh, shouldn't surprise anybody. They really just have to beef up that room in some capacity. Your guys are hopefully going to be James Robinson, Travis Etienne. Hopefully, I say. But you do have to beef up uh, that room. Uh, are we going to stop burying the lead and welcome Brandon Murphy to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. He's not the only one. There were there was a couple other guys. Um, hang on, let me tell you. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, exclusive rights tenders, by the way, to Jameer Jones, linebacker. Chappelle Russell mm-hmm. and Makai Sargent. Oh, you know Sargent, by the way. I, I'll always remember now Makai Sargent because he played his high school football in Key West. Okay. I, I just think that's awesome. Nice. Um, because I've went, gone by the high school in Key West, and I'm like, like, does anybody come out of here? And, mm-hmm. well, Makai Sargent sure does. So uh, so that's what the Jags are really making blockbuster moves here. Oh, no, man, 26-year-old from Indiana <laughs> State playing basketball, uh, working at the YMCA, starred in the Kurt Warner movie. <sighs> it's, is that the story on Murphy? Oh, man, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so Brandon Murphy played Orlando Pace in the Kurt Warner movie. Ah, that is cool. And, yeah, and I he's, bet he's a players, former, by the way. Oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> and weather. and uh, he's, a, he's, he's a former basketball player from Indiana State. Play, uh-huh. Playing offensive line now. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that is a fun story. So, great. Okay, Evan Neal, we're all set. Hey, Taron Armstead, thanks for no thanks. We got Brandon Murphy, baby. We're all good to go. You know, I must have just read the first, like, line on he had played in the spring league for the Sea Lions is what we were talking about the other day when this news came down yesterday. Uh, but didn't didn't know all that other stuff. There you go. So, in fact, still don't really see the other stuff about uh, uh, playing Orlando Pace. Come on, man. Yeah, but, yeah, look it up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, a, that's a fun training camp story or OTA story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild that, and, like, so, by my understanding, he got his, he played in, like, that spring league or whatever, but then it was that, um, what do they call it, uh, the, the Hub Football Network or whatever. Okay. That, that they do, he's yeah. the first guy out of there, uh, and that was according to Tom Pelissero. 
Blue, blue check mark and everything. Blue check mark, Tom. That's good. Yeah. Uh, here's what else was going around on the Jaguars today. Matt Lombardo, NFL reporter, blue check mark guy, said just got off the phone with an executive who expects the Jaguars to be all in when free agency begins and looks for Jacksonville to go shopping at the top of the offensive line and defensive line markets. Hmm. What does that mean? I we think, should not be surprised, by the way, if the Jaguars are all in on free agency. Are we to the point where that would not surprise us? We think they're going to spend money, right? Yeah, I would hope so. But offensive line, defensive line, by the way, I do think that's a good place for them to spend because I'm not sure they're going to fall into the right spot uh, to get a, a good interior guy yes. um, in the draft. Now, I've heard it's a... There's some depth there, so if they wanted to take something like a 33rd pick, but I think a lot of fans would love to see them take a wide receiver at 33. Not sure that's what the Jags will do or not. Uh, we'll see what they do in free agency. But offensive line still is is coming back to me. Like, okay, could they? Could they, if what position are they getting on the offensive line in free agency if they just tagged Cam Robinson? Oh, it's is guard. Is it going to be guard? Yeah. I'll, or, I'll... or could they try to find a right tackle and just say we're done with? We're not going to move Walker Little there, and we're done with Jawan Taylor. No, because I don't think it pays to have a training camp battle between Walker Little and Cam Robinson because one of those guys then is going to have to sit. So what are you going to sit? You're going to sit the guy that you drafted very highly this past year who showed some, you know, some decent promise, or you're going to sit the guy that you just franchised, take, and spend some money on. So to me, you know, that tweet is regarding more, I think, of the guard position. Unless they plan on letting Cam go or trading him or something like that, which I don't think is that feasible. So I would say either guard or, I mean, maybe center. I'm not sure how they feel about Brandon Linder, but I would probably guess guard. Yeah, I, I would think so, too. I mean, I, I got to believe they feel like they can beef up, maybe get a younger player instead of a Norwell or something like that. But again, all quiet on that front. I, I would think by now we would know if Norwell was going to be available because... I think the Jags would want to leak that out so there would be some shopping potential and maybe trade potential. I think that's why some of these other guys have been leaked out, right? Before you have to release them, get the word out and see if somebody will make a trade for them. No, that's true, and maybe they have. We just haven't, you know, it hasn't been reported yet. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's always dealings behind the scenes. So, I mean, th this could be a giant smokescreen saying that they want to go after an offensive line. Maybe they, they really don't. You know, I mean, we don't know for sure. But I expect there to be, like, a lot of smoke screens and dealings behind the scenes. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, we have no idea what positions they're really going to target. These are just people with thoughts. And uh -huh. just even because an executive says, hey, I think this is what they're going to do, doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're going to do, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I'll tell you what, fans get excited. I mean, listen, free agency comes up Monday. Basically, the, you know, the, the legal tampering part. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are big days. The, those na the, the top flight names usually go off the board. If you're thinking of waiting on Thursday, Friday, in fact, I think I saw something, Austin, that said uh, there was a chance. Was it Jane Slater who covers, I think, uh, the Cowboys? A chance they might wait all the way until, like, a couple of days into the league year to cut Amari Cooper because they want to field some trade calls. Yeah. So they might test that market. So that will be an interesting to keep an eye on. When do they release Amari Cooper? Now, keep in mind, there's a little part like teams should do right by him. If they're not going to keep him, let him go, right? Like they shouldn't hang on to him for a couple of days into the league year, should they? Yeah, I mean, if you get draft capital, absolutely. You know, and I'm always on the player side here, but that's the name of the game. I mean, I think that there is – 
going to be some sort of demand for Amari Cooper, and a team is going to offer him a new contract and probably make him, you know, a top five paid wide receiver in the NFL. Not saying that's what he he deserves, but that's what he's going to get just because of the market. And if that's the case, and if a team's willing to sacrifice that much and pay Amari Cooper, that means they can give up a, a you know maybe a third or fourth round pick in doing so. So I don't blame the the Cowboys at all in terms of holding him on to the very last second unless they get a trade off that they like because he is a great player. And if you have a great player, you're going to get rid of, you know, maximize that 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 output and get what you can. Yeah, I would say this, though. I think from a business standpoint, the NFL, I think you've got to be a little careful how long you hold on to that chess piece, piece. Because if the guy can go get money and is coveted and at the top of the food chain, well, people are going to spend their money. They're not going to sit around and wait for the Cowboys to make that decision. That's, that's a little risky. So I just think by doing right by the player is saying, hey, if we're going to release you, we're going to release you so we, you get to go do your thing. If we can get something worked out in beforehand or we feel good about it getting worked out and we can trade and make something like i get that for the team i think i'll be a little careful though how you do business with players like that and almost hold them hostage even though you know they're going to you're going to release them i mean i think injuries happen all the time in training camp and teams definitely get desperate you know i mean it happens every year where a star player regardless of the position goes down for the entire year and if it's one of those wide receivers where all of a sudden it drastically changes your team dynamic, I think teams would get desperate then to get Amari Cooper on their squad. Yeah, well, I will say this. I don't think the report that I saw wasn't they're not going to hold on to like for months. It might just be a few days into the league year. Um, is what they made it sound like. Uh, again, this was just one report coming out there. So, uh, bottom line what I was getting at is there is a a feeling in Jacksonville in part thanks to we think they should do this. Also, in part, thanks to Trent Balky last week telling us at the Combine that, hey, we're going to spend Shad's money. We're going to be very aggressive. Now, he did couch it with we got to be smart, but he didn't hesitate to say we're going to be aggressive. So I really think this next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is a lot of fun when you have money. Last year, it wasn't as fun, Austin. It could have been fun, but it really wasn't. The Jaguars either swung and missed or didn't really try that hard at some of the big free agents like the tight ends on the market. Yeah, I mean, expectations are high right now. And, you know, I think one of two things are, are going to happen here. I think they are going to try to spend money. I, I think that's a given. I, I don't see them with a new regime, a new head coach, trying to slow play this thing and say, yeah, well, you know, let's, let's just see what happens in the draft. and we'll go. No, I think Doug Peterson wants to come in here and make a statement, and you need great players to do that. So I think the Jaguars will reach out to some players and, and offer them some deals. The question is is whether or not they want to take those deals or not because there's going to be other teams out there too, you know, offering s- some sort of the, the same type of money. Um, and then it comes into play of, you know, culture and the chance to win a Super Bowl. And depending who that player is, is depending on where those priorities rank in terms of culture, in terms of winning, and in terms of money. So I think we're, it's going to be very telling to see what type of – environment do the Jaguars have set up here and can they attract the big name free agents yeah I think um, can they attract I don't think they have a problem attracting my thought is can they get the price and make it right there's a little bit of a sense there were some rumblings last year bulky and urban Meyer maybe miscalculated the free agent market we don't know what the deals were like. We don't know what the offers were like. We know what guys ended up making. And we know the Jaguars did not get the tight ends, like John U. Smith, right? Hunter Henry. Uh, the Johnson safety uh, went to um, Cleveland. 
did they swing and miss? Did they uh, not read the market for those guys correctly? There's some thought that that did happen last year. I don't know for sure if that happened or not, but it makes me think in the back of my mind, like, all right, well, you got some, you, you might have some competition for some hefty players. Let's make sure we're reading the numbers right, mm-hmm. right? I mean, is there confidence that that, not that they, they're going to come here because you can't help if they're going to come here or not, but you can make the right offer to make them think about coming here or get them here. Because at the end of the day, most people will say money wins the day in free agency. But if you don't offer the right amount of money, <laughs> well, then they're definitely not coming. You know, for sure. You know, and uh, I read a rumor out there saying that the Patriots are very interested in Allen Robinson or DJ Chark. You know, like one would think if – you know, if it comes down to it, you miss out Amari Cooper for whatever reason. We'll see with Christian Kirk, all that stuff. Like, if it's if the Jaguars have to take either Allen Robinson or DJ Chark, one would think, well, can you offer them so much more money that they don't want to go to the Patriots? Because I saw the story play out last year with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Now it's a different position. I get it, but at the time they were the top two tight ends in free agency. Yeah, and they both went to New England. They they essentially said. Yeah, I can be the guy. I can put up stats, but you know what? I'm going to go with, you know, I'm, I'm going to play with John o. Smith and Hunter Henry here, and we're, we're going to share the reps, but that's okay because we're going to the Patriots. So when you have teams like that who are kind of on the cusp of maybe trying to make that Super Bowl run who are in the playoffs, they're going after those top guys too. And then I just wonder, can the Jaguars compete with those teams that want the top guys that feel they're a couple players away from making a run to the Super Bowl? Yeah, and listen, I think that's a question a lot of people have, a lot of uh, fans have. I think, I do think, and I I believe this, I'm not just saying this, I believe Doug Peterson, I believe Trevor Lawrence, and I believe ultimately a correct offer can land almost anyone you want. I don't know what that correct offer is. Do the Jags know what their correct offer is? Well, can they make that move correctly? Let's keep in mind, though, Trevor Lawrence didn't land John U. Smith or Hunter Henry. Yeah, but I, again, I think there's, there's two schools of thoughts on that. One, they weren't as interested as we all thought. Two, they, they misplayed the market for him. And if they did that, that means, well, the money is king. They're <laughs> not going to come play well, Lawrence if the money's not right. Well, then should I be worried about Trent Baalke, then? Well, that's what I'm getting at. I, I think that's uh, – there were some rumblings of that happening last year. Did that happen? Who knows? Can he – if he wants a guy, can he get the guy? And, again, most of the time, money wins the day. But you have to make the right offer. So so you think that Bulky undervalued Hunter Henry and John New Smith and I, lowballed them? I, I believe – I've I believe some people believe that to be the case, yes. Mm. Um, if they were – that's that's what was – some would say coming out of last year um did they want both one of them was it really the johnson kid did is that why they end up getting rayshon jenkins instead of him um there were those rumblings going around last year and so when you have competition you better name the right price that's the one thing these guys did in the past right when when it was time to get clays campbell they did whatever it took to get clays campbell Mm-hmm. You know, there's some talk out of Denver around Calais Campbell. They were, they were never really as interested in Calais Campbell as it made it seem, at least for the price tag. But they kept driving Jags up, and the Jags ended up going up to get them. Mm-hmm. And they, mission accomplished. They got them. That's part of free agency. you got to be able to play that game and nail that game with the dollars. And uh, 
We'll see if uh, Doug Peterson and Trent Polky can do that next week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are live at TPC Sawgrass Players Championship. No more golf today. It'll uh, start back up as earliest as 11 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Your tickets for today are good tomorrow or Sunday. Not and, or. Uh, but parking you're going to have to work on because parking today is not good for tomorrow or Sunday. So hopefully we'll see how the Players Championship. We've got more rain this afternoon coming in. And uh, more storms in the morning. 11 o'clock, the earliest. We'll play some golf tomorrow. Looking at a Monday finish. We could even potentially look at a Tuesday finish here in Ponte Vedra. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think the name everybody's watching is that of Freddie Freeman uh, to see, you know, if in fact he goes back to the Atlanta Braves. A year ago, it was considered a fait accompli that that's where, you know, the face of the franchise would remain. But, um, you know, they didn't re reach a deal before the shutdown, despite the fact that uh, the Braves made a lot of money, finished second in attendance. Uh, you know, we're in a, theoretically in a position where they could have paid him and they haven't had a deal and it's become a competition. That is Buster only. Freddie Freeman, Casey Kurtz, where's he going to end up? With the Braves. They got to resign him. They have to. Like, Heartbeat, heart and soul. The ring ceremony is going to be so dull if Freddie's not there. Yeah. They're going to be giving rings to all these other guys and then no Freddie. I hope the Yankees don't get him. Uh, well, I'll tell you, if it's not the Braves, I'd imagine the Yankees would be the spot. Uh, there was a lot of talk going into the offseason that the Sox would be interested. I love the fit there, but uh, I don't think that's happened. Hey, this just in. The Raiders are signing Max Crosby to a four-year $98.98 million contract extension. $95 million in new money, $53 million guaranteed, according to Tom Pelissero. Good for you, Max. Mad Max, man, $98.98 million. That's almost $100 million for him. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. That's true. I mean, just come on. Like, uh, good for him. He's earned it. You know, small school or smaller school kind of guy. But, hey, agent, just call it a cool $100 million. Let's go. I know. like that Rolls off the tongue, you know? But it, does, it makes you think like he wanted something about the 98.98, doesn't it? Like, what's 98.98 million? Like, what is that? Maybe. It's not as, like, was that like his college numbers? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it, isn't that pretty wild, though? Like, I remember, I think I've told you this story before. One time we are sell, uh, selling our house, and I, I wanted mean, one of the numbers to be, be like 33, yeah. 33, 33, 3, or something for Larry Bird just for the fun of it. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't bite. I mean, to be fair, that is his number for the Raiders, so I guess that's it. Oh, is that his number? Yeah. I thought, what? I feel like he's wearing 94. No, we're 98. 98. Oh, well, that was definitely it. Yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah. I'd rather have 100, but. <laughs> no, I'm not saying here, but, I mean, 53 million guaranteed. Hey, do you, man. That's that's awesome, but, man, good for him. Yeah, that's a pretty cool story. By the way, that's one reason not to change your number to six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, if you're going to go off that, at I'm the sure. very least, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Here on a Friday at the Players' Championship, a rainy one. Uh, we've hardly played golf uh, here at the Players. Round one still not in the books. Won't be until Saturday, uh, believe it or not. We're getting a Monday finish. We could get a Tuesday finish. Again, tickets from today 
are good for grounds passes tomorrow. So even if you had like a hospitality ticket, it'll be good for a grounds pass tomorrow or Sunday. Not both, one of the days. Parking, though, you're going to have to come up with. So um, that is the latest. And gates won't open until they begin play. 11 o'clock at the earliest tomorrow. Double check, though, before you come out, just because we're supposed to get some more storms. And they could be some wild storms that push back play even more. If play gets pushed back even more, we really could be looking at a Tuesday finish at the Players' Championship. So uh, pretty wild already week uh, here in Ponte Vedra um, for the Players' Championship. Uh, baseball weeks. Why haven't we gone crazy in baseball yet, guys? Like, I thought this we're going to have some fun with free agents frenzy for like 48 hours and then we're going to go right into the nfl one we haven't even seen anything happen yeah what's up casey guys just kind of minding their time doing their research a little bit maybe yeah. on a little longer vacation than they expected so now they're just kind of getting back into the swing of things yeah it could be that way we've only really seen one deal come down uh which was carlos rondon is heading to the giants but there was a tweet from Buster only earlier that says he's heard that there's eight or nine big deals agreed upon, just aren't public knowledge. So, nice. How does that happen in today's day and age? Come on, Buster, do your job. Well, yeah, you tell him. You tell him. So anyway, no. we, we might have some stuff happening. We might not. All we know is the Giants got a little bit better. But other than that, we don't really know what's up. Carlos Correa is a big one, right? The biggest. The biggest. So is he a domino in all this, potentially? Uh, he's the shortstop domino because then you've got Trevor Story on the other side, what will happen with him. Um, but, yeah, I think Carlos Correa is the guy that you've heard the Cubs, you've heard the Yankees. Uh, shortstop is a marquee position. There's other options at first base, Freddie Freeman, Kyle Schwarber, and it goes on from there. So Carlos Correa is probably the guy that will go first in terms of position players. And then in terms of pitchers, uh, it's going to be kind of open because you don't really have your Scherzer already signed and Kershaw's not the guy he once was. Casey, what do the Rays need in free agency? Uh, <laughs> all set? You're all good? No, Don't worry about it? No, I mean, it, it sounded like, or they said they made an offer at Freddie Freeman. They probably offered him like 25 bucks and a refillable <laughs> soda cup. Um, Get the refillable soda cup, uh, though. That's good. That's all that matters, really. Um, yeah, they could use some help at first base. They're not in on any of the shortstops. They wouldn't have been even if they had money. Uh, you'll always see the Rays add a bullpen arm or two that you've probably never heard of. I forgot the Rays signed Corey Kluber until this morning when they started posting oh. their players. So that's – forgot that happened, so that's a good one. But cool. Yeah. used to live in St. John's Golf and Country Club. Really? Yeah. Well, now he lives in St. Pete. But There we go. Nice. Maybe he's coming back. His I, wife is from here. I can't imagine the Rays doing much more. Okay. Um, here's, the li here's, like, some of the top guys, right? Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Freddie Freeman. So those are big, big names. After that, if I read these next, uh, I don't know, I'll go seven or eight names, who would you want? Mm -hmm. Nick Castellanos from the Reds. Chris Bryant, Michael Conforto from the Mets, Kyle Schwarber, Anthony Rizzo, Kenley Jansen, Clayton Kershaw. Big names, mm -hmm. but is their game are their games still as big? I think Nick Castellanos is great. I do too. I mean, I think he's probably one, but I don't think he's the biggest of names. Is why I asked the question, right? <laughs> because he's kind of been stuck in Cincinnati, but he's a really good player. I mean, you hear Kershaw and. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Emilio that jumps off the page to me. Yeah, but he, he now he's getting, how old is Kershaw now? But a word is that he could end up back with the Dodgers. I just saw, I don't know if it was Olney or, or Passan or somebody uh, report. So he could end up back with the Dodgers. Did you say Granke? Um, I might not have got down. Uh, Granke's on the list. Yeah. yeah. You got, uh, the, this list that I'm looking at, by the way, is uh, goes with Cruz and uh, uh, Granke and. Kershaw's 33, got? by the way. 
33. Is he? Yeah. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Eddie Rosario, Tommy Pham. I mean, the names kind of go, like, they're good players, but they're not like, wow, I need that guy players. You no. know? Another free agent you might have heard of, Albert Pujols. Oh, yeah. Still doing the net thing. He still wants to play. What's he playing for? Is he trying to hit, do, reach some milestone? Uh, no, I think he hit them all, but now with the Universal DH, he's opened up thir- or 15 teams that could be interested in his services. Yeah, so why not make a couple more million and go play? Um, does Anthony Rizzo still do something for you? Because he does for me. I, I still feel like I feel like Rizzo's a good player, a good, good team guy, good everything guy. Like He, he feels like a guy I want on my team. Yeah, I mean, I respect him, but I don't respect for the teams that he used to play for. So. Oh, I don't want him on the. No, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't. I don't want him. <laughs> I think the Yankees would be pretty dumb to not bring him back if you don't get Freddie Freeman. I think Anthony Rizzo carries. Uh, his game is still definitely quality and good enough to play in the major leagues, but the leadership and what you can get from that guy, I think, is intangible. And for New York specifically, you need. Uh, guys that can hit from the left side that actually get base hits and don't either strike out or hit home runs. So I think he should go back to New York unless they get Freddie Freeman. But otherwise, I think he's still a quality player and he'll be good for somebody. All right, I got a question. One more baseball question. We got, I think, some big news out of the NFL. I just want to make sure before I spout it off. Um, do you want to go to a spring training game, even though it will be shortened, like there won't be as many? Will you, will you try to get to one? Uh, yeah, I'll probably figure that out some way or somehow. Uh, you know, I got love for my people in Bradenton, the Pittsburgh Pirates, so I'll probably check them out, see what they're working with this year. You probably don't do that normally anyway, do you, Austin? No, because, I, I mean, I have to go to the Grapefruit League, and yeah. I'm not going over there. What? What's wrong what with the Grapefruit League? No, I, I'm not, I can't travel there. Well, I don't have time like, to go to Arizona, man. Yeah, he's got to go to Cactus League. Oh, really. sorry, dude, Cactus League. My bad. Sorry. We got grapefruits, grapefruits in, the, in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're in Arizona, too. <laughs> I feel like, you know, anywhere warm, you can grow some, grow some grapefruit. Well, the big news out of the NFL is Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges. So uh, let me get some stuff here. Grand jury has reached a decision. According to Jenny Vrentis, Deshaun Watson, criminal charges. Prosecutor about to come out. Grand jury returned nine no bills on the nine criminal complaints presented. Prosecutor says this concludes criminal proceedings in Harris County. All right, so we're back to the order of doing business with Deshaun Watson. The legal stuff is cleared. Going to the Colts. And where's he going? Um, I mean, I think Seahawks are up there. But what is it going to take to get Deshaun Watson then? You know, you, you just traded away Russell Wilson, who, you know, was a staple on that team. You trade him away. It seems like you're trying to rebuild now by letting Tyler Lockett go. And now you want to bring Deshaun Watson in. Like, I, I don't know like, how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one heck. Listen, it's hard to rebuild if you don't have a quarterback. So that's one heck of a piece to start rebuilding. But, but what are you going to get? Like, what are you going to give to get Deshaun Watson? It's got to be a lot more than you got for Russell Wilson. A lot more? I mean, I think age, youth is on. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, he's 20, so by the start of the next season, he'll be 27. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely six years younger. Uh, but I, I just think if you're going to rebuild, you'll rebuild a lot faster if you go get a quarterback. You can sit around and wait for the next Deshaun Watson, or you go get Deshaun Watson for the next seven, eight, ten years if you're Seattle. Indianapolis, 
I mean, Indianapolis isn't going to get him, right? I mean, Houston's not No, Houston wouldn't trade in the division. No, no. I was just kind of. No. There's always that conversation, but would they if the price is right? No, that's stupid. That I don't, I don't dumb, think so. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we would just crush the Jags if that were to happen. So, so we would crush the Jags? If they were ahead in the same situation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, that, like, because it was interesting. Remember last year, like, people were talking to Sean Watson. They brought that stuff up about, like, trade Deshaun Watson for the number one overall pick. Remember that? Yeah. I was like, well, first of all, you're not going to do that, but I don't even want to give, like, the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence to somebody else in the division, mm-hmm. even though I've never seen him play it down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think Indianapolis is on the board at all uh, for Deshaun Watson because of all that. What were you about to say, Casey? I was going to say, like, if you're Houston and Indianapolis gives you the best offer, don't you do it? Like Indiana- Indianapolis is the team. If I'm Indianapolis, I'd give them the best oh, offer. Yeah. I'd make sure I give down. them the best offer Hands by a long down. shot. Yes. Well, but here's the thing, right? You, you have a guy that wants to leave your organization. So you already got a little egg on your face because he don't want to play for you. He was willing to sit out last year because he don't want to play for you. Well, the only thing worse that you can do now is trade him to a, a rival and he beats you for the next 10 years. Like, that's – I don't care what the offer is. Like, there, there isn't a can't-refuse offer if I'm Houston, if Indianapolis is the one presenting the offer. So, like, if Indy offered, like, three first-round draft picks, you're not doing it? No. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying, but at the same time, like, if you're Houston, you're trying to turn this thing around – you, you you need something, you know, you, you need a spark. Because Deshaun Watson does nothing sitting on your bench. Yeah, but Austin, I'm not, we know this, right? There are going to be offers for Deshaun Watson. It's not like Indianapolis is going to be the only team willing to, to play ball. No, but to agree with Casey, I, don't, I think Indianapolis should be the most desperate team right they now in going they after Deshaun Watson. They should be, yeah. Uh, what about, like, a Philadelphia? They got three first-round draft picks this year. Um, High ones, too. Yeah, no, I, I would stick with Jalen Hurts and see what he can give me. Really? I mean, he wins the playoffs. Really? Yeah. You could give up maybe 15, 16, and 19 this year to get Deshaun Watson? Or maybe you give up two of those picks in Jalen Hurts? I mean, are we not building teams for the draft anymore? Are we going the Rams route? I just think that... Well, how often do you have a chance and have the capital to get a guy that is a premier quarterback in the league? I mean, Jalen Hurts... He might be okay, but he, he has nothing about him that says he's going to be a premier quarterback in the league. He took you to the playoffs, so nobody was expecting the Eagles to do anything this past season. That's fine if that's your mountaintop. I'm not saying that's a mountaintop. That 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 was the that was the starting point. No the, the old runner of the Eagles last year was six wins. They went to the playoffs. That was literally uh, technically his first year, you know, playing a full season. He got hurt, but it was his first year playing a full season. I would probably lean on seeing what else Jalen Hurts can give me and give him weapons around him. I, I wouldn't trade my two first-round picks away if I know I, I have something in Jalen Hurts, especially from a, a quarterback who spent the entire season sitting out. Who else is in the mix, seriously? What about a team like Carolina? Um, Atlanta. A- Atlanta, which would be? Giants. Tampa. Giants have two first-round picks. See, to me, it makes more sense for the Giants to do that than the Eagles. Yeah, I would say that's... That, I don't know about more sense, in my opinion, but I get the sense of it, yeah. 
Um, so there are plenty of teams. Now, I don't know if Carolina actually has the capital. Have they built enough capital? Uh, we're talking about teams like the Giants and the Eagles like right now that have multiple picks in the first round. Mm-hmm. So you can obviously see that. The Jets do too, but they're not going to do that. They just pick their quarterback of the future. Seattle obviously now has multiple picks to play with if they want to. So that's a possibility. Um, so I guess the point in all really going back on this is there there could be a, a bunch of teams in the mix. And the Indianapolis Colts would have to somehow trump their offer in in uh, in spades to even be considered if I was the Houston Texans because I know I'm going to get a lot in return what, for Deshaun Watson. What does Pittsburgh have for capital? I would assume they just have their first pay. I mean, again, I think the only multiple first round, but but that doesn't mean, I mean it doesn't have to come from this year. Of course, you just I think you're playing with a different scenario because Philadelphia, you could at least make the case for them to do it. The Giants, you could too. And they do have multiple picks like right now. So if Houston wanted to get better in a hurry, they could take those picks and like a next year pick. Uh, Meanwhile, you go Pittsburgh, you go the Carolinas of the world, I think at least, you're going to have to probably drop the next three first round picks. Mm -hmm. You know, this year's and then the next two, which might be okay too uh, if you're Houston. But... um, it's a different kind of scenario mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. And, I, listen, I think Carolina has a decent chip now. Would Houston be interested in McCaffrey? Mm. Because they dangled McCaffrey a little bit. Yeah, but the injury. See, what about Saquon Barkley with the Giants? I mean, but both those guys scare me. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I think I would rather take McCaffrey and Barkley over, depending where the first-round pick is, for sure. But I'm not sure how much capital those two guys are going to bring, judging by their injury history. Yeah. Listen, I understand everybody's saying Seattle. Seattle makes sense. But I think you can make the case these other teams make just as much sense from the team perspective. What does it? What makes sense from Deshaun's perspective? There wasn't when all this was going down. Wasn't Miami and Carolina actually like on his list? Yeah. Carolina was. Carolina so was, was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Miami's off the table. Like, they've come out and said, listen, we're not going after Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so if they said, I, think they've, I think they've publicly said that, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. <laughs> but maybe they do, right? Maybe they do. I mean, right. you, you talk about that offense coming from San Fran, where they kind of, in that Shanahan offense, where you can have a mobile quarterback. Not to say Tua's not mobile, but Deshaun Watson offers you a different wrinkle. Yeah, you might go back in your word a little bit. Yeah, maybe you do. I mean, maybe this is worth it now that the, especially now that the legal problems have disappeared. At least for now, oh, this could be civil suits, but uh, he's not going to be suspended by the league for a civil suit, I don't think. So um, at least he clears that heading into the league year. This is perfect timing for Deshaun Watson and, the, and all the teams. All right, we got to take a break. We're a little up against it. We come back live from the Players Championship TPC Sawgrass. Let's stay on this a little bit. Some big news in, around the NFL right now. It's another day. We got some more news. Deshaun Watson is definitely going to be on the move over the next week, probably. Where does he go? Where does he end up? And what's the price tag for that team? And how quick can now Houston fix things if they get a bunch of picks? for Deshaun Watson and maybe even a player or two. We talk all about it. We come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Deshaun Watson is uh, going to be traded, no doubt about it, you would think. Uh, He is now going to not face, not face any criminal charges 
uh, in those 22 alleged accounts against him. And so that clears the way for teams to feel comfortable to trade for him. We're going to talk more about football at 5 coming up. Just a short little segment here. Brett Martin, TPC Sawgrass Players Championship done for the day, as I think you know by now. Uh, we're looking at a Monday finish for sure, maybe even a Tuesday finish. There's only been two of those on the PGA Tour since 2006 and never at the Players Championship. But we could get it based on the next, though, I would say 18 hours ago and how the weather goes um, with the rain tonight and a storm coming in tomorrow. And then it should clear out. Going to get windy, going to get cold. Uh, quick thought before we go to football at 5 on uh, college basketball, Austin. Uh, this really does feel as wide open as I can remember in college hoops. Am I paying attention more, or is it really as wide open as we can remember in college hoops? I mean, Auburn lost again today to Texas A&M. There's been a bunch of overtime games and upsets in all these conference tournaments. No, for sure. I mean, I think if you look at the conference tournaments, because this is when teams are supposed to be peaking and playing their best brand of basketball, and it's upset after upset. So I agree with you. Once that bracket is set, I think it's going to be a very wide open field. Casey, bracket comes out on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, aren't you almost apt to pick a ton of upsets? Yeah, you have to. After what you're seeing, all these games, these favorites are losing or going to overtime and barely winning. And it's literally every single conference except Gonzaga, but that's the usual. But, yeah, I don't know how you're going to plan for these upsets, but you, you can't just go into it and pick the higher seed because you'll be done on the first day of the tournament. How about Auburn, guys? I mean, Auburn looked like a team that I thought could win a national championship. I'm not saying they can't. But down the stretch, it doesn't feel like they've been that good. And they, they've come on. There's some hiccups. SEC's pretty good now. It's not unbelievable, but it's pretty good. And still, Auburn's 27-5. and five, But uh, they just don't feel like they're clicking like they were earlier in the year. No, they're not. But, you know, once this tournament starts, I'm still going to go with my belief that, you know, the, the best players in the country are going to help their teams advance. And we look at Auburn, they have one of the best players in the country. Could be the first overall pick. So... I'm still a believer in Auburn, but obviously not the best look losing Texas A&M. Didn't yeah. look good today. No, they, they didn't. No, nah, they didn't. And again, Texas A&M, you get a little hot at the right moment. Texas A&M playing for a lot, but still, again, Auburn's been very, very mediocre in my estimation the last, like, two and a half, three weeks. So can they turn it back on? Uh, we will see. Meanwhile, a team like Tennessee has really come on strong, and they've played well. They'll play tonight at 6 o'clock in the SEC tournament. Wisconsin plays the Big Ten tournament for Austin Lane, by the way. Yep. 24-6 against Michigan State and my Providence Friars. 25-4 uh, play against Creighton. Anyone you want us to root for, uh, Casey? Uh, no, but I will let you know that we know it'll be Arkansas and Mississippi State, and that'll be on ESPN 690. Coverage tomorrow, 12.45 p.m. in the semifinal of the <laughs> SEC tournament. Oh, Mississippi State, we know that. So no, they gonna beat Tennessee. Mississippi State and Tennessee have to play. I meant Texas A and M. Oh, okay. Yep. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, all right. No, it's actually my bad. Where the they, thing. Well, where are they playing this year for that season uh, championship? Tampa. Huh. Yeah. If in fact we might we thought about going over because Ty's playing some baseball in the Clearwater Tampa area Monday Tuesday, so we're thinking about maybe going to see some of that. Of course, that's hard with the players' championship, especially now being a Monday, maybe Tuesday finish. Sure. Yeah. Um, but God probably wouldn't have got there on Sunday anyway because of the players. But I think maybe they were thinking of it. No. <laughs> Not so much me. But, yeah, it's in Tampa this year. Seems kind of odd. 
but uh, that's word. Good old SEC country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, football at five coming up. I got to do uh, jump on TV for a quick uh, hit as well on the TV side. CBS 47, Fox 30, Austin, and Casey take us back. And Deshaun Watson now becomes the major story. Plus, what will the Jags do in free agency? When we come back next week and talk on ESPN 690, we're going to talk free agency, free agency, free agency. Where do the Jags fit in all the plans? That is still to come, live from the Players' Championship.